Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. We're back with another week to break down this beautiful season of The Bachelorette with my wonderful co-host, Ashley Iconetti. You're so sweet, Ben. Hey, you were in my uh, neck of the my woods, my stomping grounds, yeah, yeah. the other th- this weekend, mm-hmm. and I didn't know. But then again, I made a last trip minute, last minute trip home. So if I had known, if you had known, we would have seen each other oh. first time in a long time. But how long were you in DC for, and what did you guys do? Oh, that'd been awesome. I'd love to see you. Uh, so this weekend was. My wonderful fiance Jessica Clark, soon to be Jessica Higgins. Uh, it was her birthday, and mm-hmm. her best friend's husband uh, works in DC. And then her other best friend and her husband flew in to DC. So we spent a weekend together as couples hanging out. Uh, we here the quick rundown is we biked all across Washington DC. We went to the Arlington Cemetery, which was absolutely incredible for many reasons uh then we went to a washington nationals baseball game we bought tickets well i had jessica's friend buy us tickets guess where we sat like behind home plate no 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 she bought tickets she's like it's a baseball game we're just here have a good time she bought the highest tickets in the stadium we literally sat on the fence like and on the top row like we were up against it which was awesome um, <laughs> well, I hope that. you had ben, a Big Ben's Chili Bowl hot dog while you were there. Ah, we didn't. I couldn't convince oh, anybody. Ben. I know. It's my fault. That's the whole reason of going to Nat Stadium. <laughs> Is it close? No, it's in. There's one in the stadium. Oh, well, I, I'd read. I'm really big into going places where like presidents of the past have gone. Um, we went to an oyster house right by the White House that like a ton of presidents used to just like sit at and belly up at and have drinks at. So like, I wish I would have, cause I saw that Ben's chili bowl is a place that like most presidents go to at some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was awesome. We had a, we had a really cool t- experience and you know, here's the takeaway to end this thought. It's a great couple's trip. It was nice to be out again. Um, and Jessica said something to me yesterday on the flight home. I said, what was your highlight? And, uh, she said, my highlight from this trip was not only the experience, but she says, it was a blessing that all three of like her two best friends since she was like tiny, 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 uh, all of the husbands get along so well. Cause I really do. I really like these guys. Like I enjoy hanging out with them. I'm excited to see them. She said that was just like the best birthday gift she could get. It was like to see all of her, see her two best friends, husbands getting along with me and me getting along with them and has having fun together, which I thought was super That's- sweet. So sweet. Yeah. That was nice. Very nice. So what about you? What was your weekend uh, like? Um, Not much. You know, yesterday was Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad said it was 
one of his favorite Father's Day that he remembers, which is really sweet, but I don't really know. I don't really know why. Um, my sister and I went to the Expo Center with him. <laughs> And then we uh, went to Morton's for dinner and he took a nap. He did some lawn work. He says it's the best Father's Day he had in a while. That sounds like the (laughs) perfect day to have my two wonderful daughters, uh, Morton's, a nap, some some lawn work. It was Father's Day and Father's Day is always interesting. And this is always a good moment that Ashley and I wanted to bring up. Father's Day is such an incredible day for so many reasons, but it's also such a tough day for so many reasons. Um that, you know, even going back to like the bachelorette we saw last week on the episode, like people talking about the loss of a father, the, you know, the transitions of seeing father's age and my dad, I I don't even know if I ever talked about it, but this is a special father's day for me because a a month ago he had emergency heart surgery again. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, 99% blockage in the heart, uh, he, you know, any moment. And so like, Now, last week he came out to Denver. We played in a father-son golf tournament together, um, which was something he was like, and even after surgery, the day after surgery, he goes, I'm going to get better so I can come play golf with you. Um, And like that moment itself is special. And I know that's not always going to be able to be the case for us. And so just a a moment for all those people who have lost fathers or uh, maybe have, don't have the relationship with their father they desire. Uh, I know Father's Day is difficult, but it is still, um, you know, an incredible day to celebrate those who are in our, are in our life or have been father figures to us. So, you know, that's a special day. I, I enjoy those days where we can recognize the people closest to us. I agree. Um, Father's Day is always overshadowed by Mother's Day, you know? It's yeah. like, come on, uh, they're both as important. Yeah, they well, are. They are. Well, yeah. uh, Ashley, we have a big episode ahead of us today. Tell everybody about it. Well, we have Jen Sheft, one of the first bachelorettes. I believe she was the third bachelorette on the podcast today. We are going to actually be catching up with past bachelorettes every week. That's our one of our new themes. So over the next couple of weeks, expect to see some, um, some bachelorettes that you either see out and about a lot or some that have settled into suburban mom life like Jen has. She even has a podcast about it called From the Bachelor to the Burbs. Uh, so we'll be talking to her about that and about the difference between it being being the bachelorette back then to what, the early 2000s versus now. And we'll be recapping the episode with her as well. Should we ask her if she's on the text thread? Oh, yeah, I'm sure she is. OK, Jen Sheft on the text. thread. We're going to talk to her. That's a big deal. All right. Well. Actually, we have her on the phone right after this next break. And this next break is sponsored by Zuru. Summer just got crazy with color. Crazy bunch of balloons by Zuru are here to help unleash summer fun. It's super easy. By simply attaching a stem to a hose, you can fill and tie 100 water balloons in 60 seconds. Bunch of balloons are now made from certified recycled plastic and our friends at Zuru Toys just sent us an amazing surprise unboxing experience to prepare us for the ultimate water fight. Jump into summer with an all-out water balloon fight or blast away with X-Shot Fast Fill Water Blasters. For the little ones, we have tons of bubble-blowing fun with... Glove a bubble. So visit Zuru.com, the Z-U-R-U.com to find out more about the hottest toys for summer. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair. The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, 
this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, guys, we have Jen Waterman, formerly known as Jen Sheft. Is it Sheft? I, I literally keep messing up your name. No, you got it. You got it, Sheft. Okay, my great. Name. So I'm Jen Sheft Waterman now. Okay, Usually great. Jen Waterman, but you know. But you had to hold on to your last name too in the middle, huh? I did. I mean, just because I was, I just sort of wanted to keep the chef. That's who I am. I mean, I got married when I was a little bit older too. And so it was hard to give up my last name. And so now it's actually my middle name. That's how I feel about mine. I was always the girl who was like, oh, I can't wait to change my name. And then when I got married or even like the couple, like year or so leading up to it, I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I I don't don't know. I don't really want to change it. Mm-mm. It's hard. Yeah. And my list, you know, I'm a Jen or Jennifer, which there are a million of those in my group, my age group. Yeah. So I was always known by my last name too. So yeah. it was hard to give that up. 
All right. Well, you became the third bachelorette after your relationship with Andrew Firestone ended. Yes. How do you feel like the franchise, like the bachelorette has changed since? Do you think it's harder for girls now than it was to be the lead? know if it's harder um I think it's just I mean as much as the show is different it's still so much the same I mean it's who's there for the right reason do they know you do they want to be with you um I mean just watching you know this last the season with Katie too it's like you know so much has changed like we went I mean when I was on The Bachelor we did it in LA and then I did The Bachelorette and that was filmed in New York City which was very cool but now you guys travel I'm now with COVID it's kind of slowed down but I missed all the like world traveling so I didn't get that, but I think um, it's hard. I think it's always just hard for the lead to figure things out because you get this amazing opportunity to be the one to do the choosing yourself, and then you don't realize how stressful and maybe scary it really is. You, uh, it's it's always interesting to me going back in time. Was it a huge deal I, when you were announced? And did people because more people back then actually watched the show? I mean, it was a it was there wasn't very true. Many, mm-hmm. So would you go around and be recognized? And then when you got announced, did people like kind of get like freak out and get excited? Yeah, it was. I mean, I obviously you, I had to go, you know, film the show, recorded the show and all that, and went, had to go back to work and you know, be normal for a while. But then when it was announced, it felt like it was huge and um yeah, I mean, even back then, I know we didn't have social media the same way, but it was still huge. I mean, yeah. Us Weekly, every week, um, Us Weekly, Star Magazine, In Touch, you know, all the magazines. We were part of those magazines, like, every single week. And that was very overwhelming, too, because it, we were still, it was still so new that when I did The Bachelor, I just wasn't aware that how many people actually watched yeah. the show. Yeah. Did I answer we, your question, or did I go off on, like, a weird no, tangent? No, you did. It's, it's kind of similar to we were you know Ashley and I were right in the fringe of the social media movement and so we always talk on here about it it wasn't I mean and we'll talk about it later on the podcast about the here for the right reasons I want to build a platform idea and what all that meant but when even when Ashley and I did it you know five and six years ago it social media was just becoming a thing and so you didn't really even consider building a platform or did you know no. how many people engaged in the show and so now i think it's a whole new beast that people can relate with in a different way so no you definitely answered it yeah so yeah so without the social you know with the without social media people actually really did go on just to see what happened because you didn't we didn't know that we could you know be famous or make something out of ourselves after it besides you know being a reality star. Well, now you, <laughs> you you describe yourself as a 44-year-old suburban wife and mom of two. You have two girls, May Deal. and Charlotte, and you're living in Hudson, Ohio. Mm-hmm. After you told us you, you were in Chicago for 20, some, 20 years. 20 years, yeah. So what's it like having to go from, you know, you were the bachelorette one day, living in a big city, to now... You're the suburban mom. Just the suburban mom. You know, it was a gradual transition. So, so you know, it was right after I did The Bachelorette. I don't, I don't know if everybody that's listening knows, but I did not um, choose anybody, and or I did choose Jerry, but then we didn't end up together, and it was like the world hated me, or the Bachelor world hated me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go back. I, I just want to be normal again. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't know how, what. The Bachelor or The Bachelorette would bring to me. And I was like, okay, that was fun for a while, but I'm sick of hearing how terrible I am and horrible I am to everybody else. So I'm just going to go back 
sort of be a normal person. Um, so then I got a regular job. I met my husband. I had two kids. So it was sort of, you know, and now I have a 10 year old. So um, she's almost 11, which is crazy. So I've been doing the mom thing for a very long time. Um, so, you know, it was, it was definitely an adjustment to go back to be being, you know, very famous for, you know, short amount of time to just a regular person. But I think now people that I know and in my circle, in my orbit, treat me like a normal person. So how did you meet your husband? We actually met on a blind date. Um, I, (laughs) I was set up on a blind date with this, um, 24 year old and I was 31 at the time. And Mm -hmm. it was, that's not who I married. Um, but he, you know, it didn't work out obvious for obvious reasons, but this guy, um, actually called me and told me that he had a really great guy that he wanted to set me up with who turned out to be my husband, Joe. No way. It's just super embarrassing. Cause you're like, I mean, literally I, I got the 24 year old's not calling me back, but he's got another guy. I think it was like the only guy he maybe knew at that point that was like over 30. Uh. Um, so he's like, Oh, I gotta, you know, fix them up. So it worked. Who knew? Wow. That's cool. Such destiny. Who knew? And here we are. It's been 12 years. So the life now, um, because you have a podcast as, as we mentioned, I do. uh, mm-hmm. and it's an, it's an incredible podcast that I think actually has, uh, a lot of meaning behind kind of the title and the title is from the bachelor to the burbs. So you in this title, even are referencing like an identity switch, a change of seasons exactly. for you. So what has mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being a mom, uh, you know, now living in the suburbs, which hasn't happened for that long. Right. Like what has that felt like to you? Well, you know, what is funny. I, when we moved here from Chicago, so I, I was in Chicago for 20 years, but like for eight years, then we had moved out to the suburbs. So I was like a, I've been like a suburban mom now for like almost 10 years now. So, so three years ago, we moved to Hudson, Ohio. So that was a big move. Cause I was still used to like a big city. Um, but you know, we're a small town. We love our little neighborhood. We have a little pool in our neighborhood. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a regular mom and I've got two girls. I do have a, a regular job too. I work at a med spa. Um, so yeah, so different from my life uh, 15 years ago, but I wouldn't trade it. I mean, this is, you know, you go on The Bachelor to meet love and find somebody and get married. And um, I didn't find that on The Bachelor, but I found it with somebody else. And so I'm still, my life turned out exactly as I hoped it would, which was, you know, despite The Bachelor, Bachelorette maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> despite, but even with all of that, it still worked out, thankfully. Mm. You said that one of your girls is almost 11, which means she's probably oh. pretty aware of just the Bachelor franchise. Oh, How gosh, does she yes. feel that her mom was once the Bachelorette? Um, you know, so I, I, you know, she's seen like a couple snippets here and there, but they both love it. They think it's so fun. I mean, but they like I showed them the Bachelorette a little bit of it today just because I was like prepping for this, this podcast and they're like, Oh, mom, this is like total drama rama. It's like a TV show that they've watched where they've seen this. But I'm like, no, actually, total drama rama. What you saw in there was like The Bachelor. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So they're getting the 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 pop culture references without even realizing like that their mom did that. So it's kind of funny. It's hilarious. Do they know? Wait, do they know you've done it? Yes, they know okay. I've done it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So they talk, but they just don't really get it yet. They don't really get what that means. So they understand that I was with other guys, yeah. but they're, they're making sense of it. And over time, it's going to be like right. a really cool story. They tell all their friends at school. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Yes. So, so they still do talk about it to their friends and you know, they think, they think it's really cool. They just don't get it, but they think it's cool. So each week for now, we're catching up with past bachelorettes. This is kind of our theme right now. We're going to just touch, yep. touch 
base with many of them and then break down an episode with all of them, which has been awesome so far. But one thing we've learned uh, from two of them uh, is that there's a text thread. Are you on this text thread? I am on the text thread. Yes. That is just, I mean, every, which is like blows everybody's mind. No, right? no, like it's just cool that like you, all of you have stayed connected. I just like, I, I, I think it's one of the coolest things we've found out is that this bachelor at community has supported each other like this through a text thread, which I know as a past bachelor, like how much that would have meant to me if I was entered into mm-hmm. that. And then mm-hmm. how much, it would even mean to me to have that connection point with guys that are coming up after me. I think that would just be really cool. Right. It's ben, it's not too late. Start the bachelor text yeah, you message. Can start it. You I have can a, start it. I have a feeling the bachelor text thread would come and go very fast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you don't know, know that people would participate. Yeah. I don't know how much activity you would see on that. Uh, but it's not a bad idea. We would just be missing still our very first bachelor. Uh, we can't find him, And so that would be yeah, pretty that's hard. right. Be pretty far hard. Is anybody? Yeah, I, I hear you. I do. I feel like I have his phone number, but from years ago, it ca- probably could have changed by now. So I bet we could find him for you. Seriously, guys, what a mystery that is. It's one of the wildest. <laughs> what a mystery. Uh, well, so again, Jen, we do want to highlight before we break down the episode. Uh, your podcast from the bachelor to the burbs. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. We're gonna stick around here. In just a few minutes, we have the opportunity to break down this week's episode of Katie Season with the third Bachelorette of all time, Jen Sheft Waterman. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. 
So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> We're all about High school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl. cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl. You could sit with us, girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama drama queens, drama queens. Hey, this is Bethany Joy Lenz and Sophia Bush and Hillary Burton, and we have a podcast called Drama, drama Queens. queens. I feel like it's a walk down memory lane that also might be a little bit of a stumble down memory lane. I mean, we'll have cocktails sometimes, so we might leave stumbling. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. There are no fans like One Tree Hill fans. There is no family like our family. So we got together to do a rewatch podcast to relive the show as so many of you have so many times, because to be honest, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't seen it since 2002, 2003. We can't wait to take this trip down memory lane with all of you. What would our characters be doing right now? I think Haley would probably be, uh, I mean, she's got to be close to an empty nester now, right? Like um, Jamie's out of the house. Is she getting wild? She might, she might be finally ready to live out those wild years that she- Cut loose, uh, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it might be time. I'm going to say a lot of therapy. <laughs> Peyton Sawyer is in so much therapy right now. Well, not long ago, I found my vote Brooke Davis for president pin. I don't know. Is Brooke Davis a senator or something? Like 100%. Yeah, you can totally go for that. There's so much cool stuff to imagine for them. But before we can go forward, we got to go back to the beginning. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you all listen to Drama Queens on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See, See you, you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl. Drama girl. Cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens. Smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl. You could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens. Drama, drama queens, drama queens. So let's start from the very beginning. We leave off from last week's rose ceremony when Carl stirred all that shit. And yes. <laughs> all the guys it. are like, Carl, uh, you just pulled lies out of your butt. Like everybody's wondering where he got, you know, that he heard that more people were there for the wrong reasons. My theory last week was that just Carl, you know, he was there for the wrong reasons. So he assumed that there must be many more. more. Yeah. Um, but this like the situation got checked out real quick because the you know, the rose ceremony starts and sweet Mike, Mike is it Mike P? He gets his rose and says, just want to let you know 
that Katie, we as a collective group think that Carl is the problem here. And, you know, uh, we're looking out for you. So after hearing that, I think she gets a little overwhelmed. She was still planning on picking Carl to stay. She's still trusting Carl for some reason. Uh, goes talks to Kate, uh, it's Caitlin and Tasha. They're like, no, this is on you. You make the decisions here. And inevitably, she ends up eliminating Carl. And we're all very proud. Like, we are happy because we're seeing Katie weed out these losers real quick. You know, last week, I don't even remember the guy's name, but there was like some drama with him and the slightest amount of drama. She's like, okay, you're gone. And then this week, same here with Carl. I think it's really refreshing. I think we're tired of seeing the villains stick around for a while. So what was your take on this, Jen? You know, it was like, oh my God, the drama already, just like the minute this episode started. Um, no, I love that she got rid of him and that she actually um, listened to the collective group instead of, you know. I, I, but I did, I also liked when Caitlin was like, you know, this isn't up to the men, this is up to you. Yeah. And I think she, and I, I thought she was like, okay, I know what to do. Um, but yeah, I'm super glad she let him go because usually the villains do stick around for a while and it's like, we don't want to, you know, after a while, you just don't want to see it anymore. So good for her mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. just like, you know, I'm done. I, I don't your think, drama. Yeah, and I don't think there's any redemption for Carl here. Like, I don't think this was a good no. move. I don't think it was like in her best interest. I think we see that. But later in the episode, as we'll talk about, Thomas kind of comes out with not being there for the right reason. So is that who he's referring to? We don't get any clarity on that. But that's ironic, Ben. I think it might I be. I didn't put two and two together. But Carl makes the ultimate move that is, I don't care if it's a bachelor or bachelorette, um, that just is not okay. And it is the, he did he did it worse than I remember. He stood in front of Katie. He turned his back to Katie. He stared down the guys. Oh my God, I saw that. And then he walked out. Didn't he even say, Katie, I'm sorry. <gasps> that was so crazy. I'm like, did I, I rewound that. I was like, did that really, did he really just do that? It was. No. Ridiculous at all levels, right, Jen? Yes. Oh my God. And I was like, that proves why you shouldn't have chosen him. I mean, if that was how he was gonna react, and I mean, obviously not the right guy. I mean, he totally did not. He could have maybe redeemed himself, but obviously he chose to just continue to be a jerk. And I mean, we've seen it in the past where guys, you know, say something. Uh, the bachelorette or bachelor's guys or girls and they send them home and they say, hey, you know what you said or what you did isn't okay. And we've seen it done really well. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but it just happened recently where they go up to the bachelor or bachelorette and they say, hey, I, I know maybe I was misinterpreted or hey, I, I know what I meant and I didn't mean what I say. And I'm sorry that you took it the way you did. And it's unfortunate to go home. Like even if you have to get your last word out of kind of like that, but it's right. out of respect just right he was like screw you i don't need you oh so bad so bad yeah at least i hope she got some sort of like satisfaction satisfaction like she was like all right confirmation i made the right move yeah okay absolutely so then we get the first group date card and it has aaron courtney james connor b david justin thomas hunter brendan all of them are going on the date and it's like a therapy session. It looks like, it looks like group therapy. It looks like AA. Yeah. It looks like AA. It looks yes, like AA from what I see on, you know, yeah. the TV yeah. shows. Yes. 
And Nick Vial is leading the group conversation where he says basically like everybody is going to talk about their red flags. They're going to talk about things that they've done in their past that they're not proud of. Mm-hmm. And it starts like a really vulnerable, like heavy emotional conversation. First, we have Hunter. Uh, he talks about how he was previously married and he had two kids with his wife. And then something happened where he, he just had his priorities all shuffled up and it ended. Uh, I felt like I really, I really felt like I started to learn more about Hunter in this episode. I like mm-hmm. him. What do mm-hmm. you guys think? I liked him. I thought I, I really liked him. I thought he seemed, he's a little older. He's 34. I, I wasn't, I was trying to pay attention to all the guys ages, but you know, he seems like he's mature and I liked what he had to say. And, um, I, I liked that little group. I mean, so much came out of it, but, um, but that was a kind of a really great idea for the show to do because it's usually so fluffy and nobody talks about anything important, or at least, um, you know, they don't air it. So it was nice to to see that and then really learn about some of these guys. That's why I'm liking this season. I feel like there's a lot of scenes like this and they were really early on. And mm-hmm. some of these dates have they, they have themes where a lot can come up and it's not just like last week's mud wrestling date. Like we're getting right. to know these guys really fast. I feel like the franchise was maybe even like listening to some fan feedback mm-hmm. because the past season we just felt like we didn't get to know people very well. Right. And I think we're really getting to know these guys quickly. It's a, uh, yeah, I like that. It was uh, I thought it was an incredible date and Nick said it at the beginning. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, you're, you're on this show to fall in love with somebody, but yet you don't know all about these people and you still won't, right? Uh, relationships are about continuing to get to know the person, but most of the time you're not even given the space in this franchise to learn about right. and to have this moment. I actually viewed this as a, a really beautiful day. I'll be excited to hear kind of the fan reaction to it. Um, I actually kind of feel that it should be a date that stays every season that this moment of vulnerability mm-hmm. and this moment for people to open up and have a safe place to do it, where it maybe doesn't have to always be in a group environment, but it could be kind of always a, a focus point was something that I really enjoyed because now I am more than past seasons, incredibly emotionally connected to these contestants and to Katie mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know their backstories and I and I want to see them succeed even past the show, which I don't always feel because I just don't always feel like I know the people well. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, usually they typically don't let you or the viewer get to know each other, like get to know yeah. people's stories, except for what they want to tell you or the, what the producers want to tell you. So I thought it was really, like you said, at the beginning of, the, you know, beginning of the season, just to get into some real conversations, I thought was really definitely heavy. I was like, oh my God, I'm already crying. You know, it's, stories are a lot and you know katie obviously shared so much um i loved it yeah so we have katie she talks about this one time over 10 years ago that she didn't give consent then we have connor b who talks about his problems with drinking and maybe a little drug use and Mm -hmm. um cheating on his girlfriend we had what were the other standout stories I mean, we had a lot of guys kind of expressing their difficult, like their priorities being misaligned in relationships and what that's taught mm-hmm. them. And I, you know, I think 
if you're, for me, as I'm 32 years old, I can look at their stories and relate with priorities being misaligned. And you don't look at it from a place of judgment, but you look at it a place of like, how cool is it now that you're sitting in this place to be able to now share that and know what you're looking for and know that you're ready for this again. I think those relationship lessons are huge, especially as you enter into mm-hmm. a, an experience where you might be in an engagement. So those were powerful. Yeah. So the one that raised a red flag in the traditional sense, perhaps, mm-hmm. was Thomas's story because he didn't really so much have a story as he was just kind of like using the time to confirm to Katie how he feels about her right now. Yeah. And he, but he did slip in that when he started out, when he left for The Bachelorette, not knowing Katie, he was, you know, saying that it could be a great opportunity to get a platform. And that, of course, raised some eyebrows amongst the crowd. I, gonna be honest, didn't have the hugest issue with this just because it was so on. I, I, it was so honest. I didn't like his demeanor necessarily. He was smiley. He definitely didn't have the same tone as a lot of the other guys. So I could see them being like, hmm, about that. But as far as like what he said and being there for the wrong reasons, I just found it to be honest, and I think it would be really, I think it's really hard to say that it hasn't crossed the minds of every other guy sitting in that Every circle. single guy, I know. So yeah. that's what kind of, I mean, for me personally, when I went on the show, it was like, yeah, I think this will be a fun adventure. It would be yeah. awesome if it worked out, but it probably yeah. won't. Exactly. I mean, like how many people are actually the chosen at the end? So don't tell me that they haven't thought of it. Yeah. And all of them have thought about it. Yeah. There's only going to be one at the end. So I'm like, that doesn't bother me. I just think he was just, he just wouldn't, you know, he kind of talked in circles. He didn't really ever answer yeah. any of her questions. Was well, That bothered me more than him admitting that maybe he's thought of it, thought about it. Because of course he could be like, I thought about it, but now I'm like actually really into you. Which, which is totally basically happened. what he said. And yeah. I liked it because he was saying what I say all the time, like a broken record on here. It's like, I don't really have the biggest problem if you show up for the wrong reasons, but as long as when you're in the bubble, you're feeling everything, then in that case, you're fine. Right. Because I don't think anyone knows how they're going to react. Yeah. Being in that situation. Yeah. Ben? I would agree. I mean, I think we've talked about it so many times, Ashley, where if you go on the show and nothing slips into your head about what this is going to do to enhance or change your life. Yeah. You know, it's it's a little bit naive because only one person is chosen. Now, when you're there, you're there to see if maybe you are going to be right for this it's person you. and see if it works out. If not, go. I just think, and then sometimes you get this. I mean, I don't know Thomas well yet, but like, I just think he was really bad at explaining himself. Like, I think he did yeah. a terrible mm-hmm. job. When all the guys were confronting him, he still did a terrible job of saying like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I was at. Are none of did none of you think this? And this is where I want to go. It just I think it also, though, it's the theme of the season so far is that people are there not for the right reasons. And so it's going to be harped on. It's going to be different than past seasons where this is said. And everybody kind of like glosses over it because there's other drama going on right now. We want to, we can say that there's been a lot of drama, but quite frankly, compared to like past seasons, 
it feels like the love stories are increasing more than what we've seen. Yeah. So they they're pulling out this storyline and we're seeing it and he's going to be the one that kind of gets pushed aside for it, right or wrong. We don't know yet. I'm sure it gets worse at some level. Yeah. Right. OK, so let's like kind of go into the nighttime portion where this continues to be the theme, especially with Aaron, who is really becoming to have an issue with with uh, Thomas, who had an issue last week with the guy that he knew back home in San Diego and then got him eliminated. So part of me is starting to think like, is Aaron just the guy that's always trying to find somebody there for the wrong reasons? Mm. Uh, I'm not saying that I trust Thomas 100%. Like I, I said last week, he's like a smooth talker. You know, he's 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 just a smooth guy. You know, like you yeah. can just see the way that he looks at her. I'm not saying I 100% trust him, but I also don't have as much of an issue with him as these guys are kind of making it out to be it's like the worst thing he's done so far is admit that he wants a platform and then during the during the cocktail party he interrupts someone it's like welcome right. to the bachelor he interrupted yeah. that's oh my that God, never happened. i know <laughs> so i feel like this poor guy is maybe be gonna become the villain of the season just because there truly wasn't any other villains in the house right right oh my god that's so true yeah, and I just, but I think when she was also asking him about, like, what are these red flags you're talking about? Like, I don't hate him, but I just felt like, he's like I just really, I just really oh. want you to know how much I'm into you. And I'm like, can you just, like, maybe answer the question? Yeah. Oh, like, I got frustrated my, there. But I don't think he's a bad guy, but he's also not a very good communicator. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's a kind of, an, has an issue with communicating because even when the guys were trying to tell him, like, you might want to, like, slow this down or there's an issue, he's, like, not getting it. Or not yeah. being able to articulate what he's thinking. Yeah. yeah. Because I think he's so stuck in smooth talk mode that he doesn't know how to talk real. Right. That's probably true. Can I, I was like, just get, answer her question. Can I bring yeah. up a pet peeve that I need you guys to settle me on? Um, yeah. I don't love it when other people speak for other people, especially when that other person's in the room with them. So he kept saying these feelings that I'm feeling and you're feeling too, or these feelings right. like our connection and what you felt, what I felt. It's like, maybe at some point you should ask her to get the confirmation of like, are you feeling similar to I am? Or right now, are you frustrated with me? Because you feel like I'm not communicating clearly to you. But yeah. I felt that I just, sometimes this show brings up my pet peeves. I think that's one of them. Cause I was watching, I was like, stop telling her how she's feeling about you. Like, stop right. it. I don't like that. Right. And just let her get to know you. I think he, and he's just trying, like, you love me. You like me too. You like me too. Right. Yeah. Versus like, Hey, maybe let's just, you know, yeah. don't be so aggressive. Yeah. He's very aggressive. But I wasn't getting like super fired up over this whole controversy. I was like, yeah, I get it. Like he's, he's at least being honest. And if you don't want that to be said, then like send him home. If not, this isn't like the worst thing that he could be doing is thinking after katie just became the bachelorette yeah. so she obviously i mean everybody you know i i just i don't think that's like the worst thing that could ever be said by someone it's the truth yeah Th sorry guys this is random but i'm just thinking about villains right now and who's going to become the villain earlier when we were still like 
trying to figure out how this season would unfold based on the teasers. I thought Blake was going to come in in the first week or two. Mm-hmm. He was you His did. appearance wasn't going to be some sort of I'm showing up in the middle of this and going to ruffle any feathers type thing. But now we see that he comes in next week, week four. That's pretty far deep. Same as Nick Vile. He came in week four and people were mad about that. Yeah. So we'll see if the tables turn and they get, they get the attention of uh, Thomas next week. Yeah. I don't like when they bring new people in either, though, because like as a bachelor or a bachelorette, you're like trying to get to know all these people. And then all of a sudden someone new comes in and then I feel like you have less time. I would feel like, oh, my God, how am I supposed to get to know this person? I I started though with 25 guys and it went down to 15. So all of these like 30 and then 20 something, like that's just so many people. That would have been so overwhelming. It was already overwhelming. You went from 25 to 15 in one night? Yeah, first night. (gasps) And then they didn't ever bring anybody in. So it was, you know, those were the guys. No extra drama by bringing anyone else in. So I wonder if back then you were able to form closer relationships faster. I think probably just because there just weren't as many people and you had more time with each person. Mm-hmm. Is what I think. Okay. Well, let's get to back. Let's get into something. Back into this. Yeah. Super sweet. We'll ch- change pace a little bit. Mm-hmm. Michael gets his one-on-one date. Mm. Oh, this man is such a precious gem. He kind of reminds me of Evan, but like not in a sassy, like weird Evan way, because like Evan's fine with me calling him weird. Evan embraces that. But but Michael has like that sort of like sensitivity dad vibe. Um he's just oh he shares that story about oh my he God, meets his wife just, in two thousand uh, uh they were together for sixteen years. So she yeah, she passed away January two thousand nineteen. They met in two thousand three. Oh, oh my god, like I was crying again. Actually so from he's from around where I live, currently live. So I've oh, heard yeah. about him. I heard his story and lots of people are like, oh my God, you got to get to know him. So um, just, you know, right out of the gate, I was like, I want to hear his story. And then, I mean, you know, I know friends who knew his wife. And um, so I'm just like, oh my God, I'm rooting for this guy. And not only does he have this story, but he's also just like a little, like you just want to hug him. I know. He was he's like, so he was like sweet. the cutest, sweetest little thing. Little thing. He doesn't want to hear that. Like, but uh, big thing. Cutest, big big thing. thing. Cutest, like, guy. Yes. (laughs) He, uh, oh, yeah. So his story is just heartbreaking and I love him. Beyond anything else that happens for him on this franchise, it is incredible and like something that, like, just brings joy to watch and to see his courage of just putting himself back out there again right you know talk about a guy that's definitely there for the right reason i i would be shocked yeah if if this had ever crossed his mind of anything different but just for him to say i the love of my life has passed away i have i am a dad and i'm going to try to get back out there and date again and pursue again because i get to fall in love twice oh I mean, oh, something oh just God. absolutely like there was just a really special moment for me to learn from him on his mm-hmm. courage to continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. Get out there again. Oh, oh. The way that he said that he had never said I love you to any other woman. So I really hope that he doesn't feel pressure into saying it. Like if he gets really far before he really feels like it's right. I don't want him to be get like sucked up well, in the I bubble. I want him to get like hurt now. Yeah. Like, what if she doesn't choose him? 
Now I feel bad for her too, because you're like, oh my God, she lets him go. Everyone's going to be mad at her. Um, but yeah, so I, you just want good things for him. That's all I want. I just want good things for him. Yes. Also, he said there was something that stood out to me that she said, um, it's like, I'm the person who's going to be with him is always going to have to like, respect the fact that like, like that's his like, or live up to his past love. Just like that, that she's always going to be like a love of his. It's like, not like it ever is over. Mm hmm. Right. And that's probably pretty heavy for whoever he ends up with, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so great. You know, I think like he said, he's like he doesn't want to spend. He wants to make sure that whoever he is with still feels just as loved as his first wife. So, I, yes. I mean, clearly he's got lots of love to give and he deserves it all. I, uh, yeah. I've i seen it done really well. I had a football coach uh, who was probably in his late 30s when his wife passed away from breast cancer and mm-hmm. he remarried about four years later and they were like the staples of the town. Like everybody knew them. It was, it was very tragic for so many. And, um, I remember advice that at one point they were talking at like an event I was at, or I just was meeting with them personally. But, uh, you know, when you marry somebody, when you enter into a relationship with somebody, one of the most beautiful things is to understand their past and to own that past with them. Like that, that, you know, Mm -hmm. you are part of their past. Like you, you take in and you learn from the stories they've told. And now this guy and his now wife run a foundation in the name of his past wife and they do events around the community in her name. And it's, it's a really beautiful thing to see it. Not, I can't, I imagine it can't be easy, but once you start to own that with your, the love of your life now, I imagine it's a really beautiful moment. Um, so I'm, yeah, I guess we could all, we could see her all day and talk about how great he is, but to transition just a bit if you watch the very end of the episode because i was worried he was going to be super held back and like maybe not really know how to date like i was kind of worried about that for him like how is this guy going to be able to like flirt Mm -hmm. again or like does he even Mm -hmm. what is that he does he does he does because the last scene of the episode is the two of them (laughs) watching the stars together and that dude's got game like he he's good they're flirting he's joking with her she feels so confident that she's like that's a star because you're a pain in my ass like that's that's big like that's big deal like jessica and i at this point that's how we talk to each other and it's like this flirty behavior i think there's something there guys i don't think we cannot discount him i don't think we can discount him at all at first i was like i don't feel anything with these two like the past two weeks i was like this is a sweet guy that'll stick around for a while but she like wow what a turnaround on that day Uh you definitely she like she likes him yeah yes definitely likes him mm-hmm. it's cool all right so count him in going far i know but but they're already showing this so that makes me worried for him yeah yeah you know you know they're yeah. giving us too much too soon i think there's good things to come for that man no matter what okay good no matter yeah. what that's yeah no matter good. what all right let's move on to like the kind of like the last scene of the episode we see the guys at the house it's about to go down with thomas Aaron keeps calling him a psychopath. I'm like, calm down, Aaron. <laughs> okay. It's like, I don't like this guy. I don't like okay. Yeah, I get it. You don't like him. Like, and Hunter kind of had to sit down with Thomas saying like, you know, the guys aren't really sure about you right now. And now they're going to have a big, a big like confrontation. Hmm. Always fun. Yeah. <laughs> Always exciting. And, but, and they're getting together to let, you know, 
to let Katie know that they don't think he should be here. I've never, I mean, I don't know that that's up to them. Yeah. Exactly. Like, now they're having a little bit of a power surge after the rose ceremony, right. for, you know, ordeal. Right. Now they're like, oh, we can basically. Yeah, they're like, what is this, Survivor? You think you could vote people out of the house? <laughs> I'm like, no, Katie gets to decide, not you yeah. guys. Yeah. Was, I'm like, that's that's funny. That's funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, any last thoughts on the episode or what's to come? No, but I was just like, oh, this was a great episode. I thought it was a really good episode. Well I think done. So too. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where it goes for her and for Michael and all the other guys. But those are my, you know, Katie and Michael right now. That's who I, I'm worried about. I have a thought. Okay. Yes. I can't believe you, got, you two aren't more up in uproar about this. Uh, this okay, let's- this frustrated me. I like Katie, uh, but I think she made a drastic mistake this episode. I think it brings a lot into question. She got rid of my number two guy, John, and I liked John. John, John the bartender. Yeah, I think he was the bartender, and I don't know what happened in that relationship. But he was sweet. He was sensitive. He was a very average mud wrestler. I thought this guy was here to stay and he gets let go and goes home and I was crushed. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry ben. for you. Ben. I must be the only one. Am I the only one here? I didn't feel attached to him to be quite oh, honest. Geez. Yeah. Okay. You know, Never mind. I mean, some of them are, there's some great guys that you just don't feel or, or women. I'm sure in your case, Ben, you just, they're great, but you just don't have a spark. You know who I want to see more of? that we haven't seen have any sort of connection with Katie Christian from Boston, Jared's future best friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He made a couple <laughs> good comments this episode, but yeah, I think, and, and we can close it here. I, I'm watching their powwow as they confront Thomas and I'm, I'm watching these group dates and there's some like really good dudes in there who don't want to get involved in the right. drama of it all. So they kind of stand back and their facial expressions are absolutely fan fantastic like <laughs> absolute like the best things to watch in the world and at some point i believe those guys will shine you'll get to know more about them right right but hopefully in the mix they don't just stay quiet because the controversy you know kind of like deafens them but yeah i think that's his deal uh ash i think he's okay. just like i think you're right he is like i don't want to get involved in this i'm I'm from boston like i've seen a lot worse than a, <laughs> than a guy saying yeah, he wanted like some guys are like are we really fighting about this yeah like, let's just yeah. You know, let's let's cut the drama and let's just, you know, figure it all out as we go along. Because, you know, yeah. I mean, some people just love to fight. So, Jim, before we let you go, I do this with Ashley. I'm going to do it with you as well. Okay. Um, who are your top two to three favorites? And Ashley, you're right after her. On the show. Yeah, right now. Who do you think is going to go the farthest? Who do you like the okay, most? Okay, this is, I'm, I'm having a problem. Okay, I like Hunter. I like Michael. And then there was another guy I thought was super cute, but I can't remember his name. I think, was he a bartender? Did somebody, okay, he's like curlyish, blondish hair. I wrote his, I thought I wrote his name down. Not Connor B, but Not he didn't have a lot to say. He didn't have a lot to say today, but he did get a rose. Could it Maybe have been Christian? Christian. Maybe yeah. it's Christian. Because he's super cute. Okay. Okay. It's Christian. So, uh, well, yeah. Sorry, Ben. I was talking. You were talking about who I was talking about. Yeah, that's it. I okay. mean, that's good. That's a, that's a good list. Christian. Ash- Ashley. All right. So I'm gonna add Michael to the top now. Oh wow. So it'll be Michael, um, Connor B, 
Greg, uh, and then um, Andrew, who I think is a sort of dark horse right now because I think he's going to get far, but I don't think we've seen a lot of him yet. Right. Wow. Why? Why did you make the Greg uh sound? Greg, because uh, he's so wonderful uh, and he brings so much comfort to us all while watching him on screen with Katie. <laughs> That's perfect. I like. I, just, I, I was. I was interested. Interested with the noise, Matt. Hey, uh, Jen, you're the best. Again, everybody out there listening, uh, please, please, please go consider listening to Jen's podcast, and it is called From the Bachelor to the Burbs. Wherever you can listen to podcast, Jen Sheft Waterman. Thanks for joining us for this breakdown. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. It's now time for one of our biggest, most famous. Most almost famous <laughs> uh, segments of the podcast. It's called Bachelor Headlines, and we've got a few. This is a big one. A buddy of mine um, who was at my bachelor party, Wills Adams, role on Bachelor in Paradise just got even bigger. People are super pumped about this. This, according to E. Uh, yeah, so he's not just going to be the bartender, he's also going to be presiding over rose ceremonies so my big question is this why is there guest hosts why couldn't they just have wells be the bartender giving everybody advice and like words of support and guidance at the bar and then he conducts the rose ceremonies like why do you need a host to do anything more than that I don't know what a host does. Now, I'm super pumped for Wells. Huge deal for him. Really excited uh, that he gets this opportunity. He's going to be great at it. I have no question. Yeah. Uh, but take away like him being a friend and him being good at it for a second. What else does a host do on this show? That's, they guide, they support, and they do rose ceremonies. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how much the host plays a role in bachelor in paradise this season because in past seasons, I mean, really Chris has showed up for rose ceremonies for like group date cards, uh, maybe to introduce somebody like to welcome them in. But I don't feel like we need David Spade to do that. No, like I'm really curious as to what they're going to do. Lauren, my sister was like, it's going to be like Little John. Hey, I'm Little John, and this week I'm going to teach you how to rap. And it's like, Lance is going to be there, and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to dance, like do a choreographed dance. Um, then David Spade's like, hey, I'm going to teach you to do stand-up. Like, is it going to be like that? I, I mean, that could, that's actually not a bad idea. I could see, <laughs> I could see that, but I mean, again, it goes back to the the conversation we've been having is, how do you pay Little John, David Spade, Lance Bass to be a host of a show if all they're going to do is go and host a date? Like, how do you convince them to quarantine for a week in Mexico and then film for a week in Mexico? That's just a big deal for them. When Jared and I found out that Wells is going to do rose ceremonies, he was like, I bet you the hosts weren't going to want to even stay up that late because rose ceremonies take place in paradise like almost consistently at three or four o'clock at night. And he was like, he probably, they probably couldn't even convince in the morning. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's convince everybody. You, yeah. You, you, that's why I want to be the host of the, the senior show, because there is no <laughs> way you could convince me to be, be up at three in the morning hosting rose ceremonies. I want to host the senior show because I see those being like a, a, a mid afternoon rose ceremony that, you know, exists for just a few hours. That, that is the sweetest deal. Uh, hey, Ashley, <laughs> um, more headlines, more uh, details about Chris Harrison's, 
uh, exit from the Bachelor franchise. It says, according to Variety, that he actually got a $9 million payout, uh, which was, you know, discussed multiple times, uh, you know, last week. Yeah. So initially people were saying that he was going to get an eight figure payout. Um, but two people familiar with the negotiations say that he got nine million plus remaining contractual fees, which brought his total exit package to about 10 million, um, about the same paycheck he would have made from two back to back years of work as his contract was said to be around five million dollars a year. Um, it also says that he wanted to keep his job. But at a certain point, the damage was done. The relationship had been soured and drama hit an all time high with the network in the studio and his attorney quickly arranged an exit deal. And within a matter of days, Harrison had reached a legal agreement to depart the franchise on his own accord. Wow. Well, that's the big update. Uh, Life without Chris Harrison on the Bachelor franchise. We're seeing it. And that brings us to our mentors for this season. Uh, a few stories about Caitlin and Tasha. Caitlin Bristow this week had a week where she was pretty outspoken about the criticism she's been receiving for her appearance. And the headline reads this, Caitlin Bristow shuts down criticism of her different appearance with refreshingly honest response. This is according to E. Okay, so I saw this response on Twitter. I thought it was amazing. Somebody said, Some, there's something different about you, but I can't like figure it out keep my finger on it and then caitlin was like could it be and then she listed a whole bunch of things that she has done over the past six years in addition um in addition to of course being six years older but she wrote exactly this six years since i've been on the show brow lift micro needle microblading got my teeth bonded some lip filler aging darker hair and i finally learned how to contour oh and i put some weight on so yes, I love how honest Caitlin was with that, and pl- and just absolutely ridiculous f- for the amount of yeah. comments she gets. Yeah, she's beautiful. I mean, come on, like yeah, what are we doing? Uh, well, other mentor Tasha Adams, uh, her dad actually says he's happy with how she's progressing, and that's in quotes with fiance Zach Clark. This is according to People. Yeah, so. Her dad, Desmond, was on Mike Johnson and Brian Absolo's Talking It Out podcast, and he was describing his future son-in-law. He says he's humble and genuine and an all-around good guy. What you see is what you get. He said that's what he really liked about him. A lot of people, as you know, they they go on the show for prom- promoting certain things. Um, I think it was all pretty new to Zach. If, if I recall, well, he wasn't really a follower of the show for so many years or whatnot. And during our first conversation, we had some good heart to hearts. Um, even those first conversations they, he said were like pretty deep. He said, I was happy with him. He was a really, he was just a really nice guy. And I like how things are progressing. Super cool to hear a dad of a daughter say that, uh, you know, we've been fans of Zach and Tasha since they got together. So we'll continue to support them here. Well, speaking of past bachelorettes, Hannah Brown gushes over boyfriend, Adam Woolard. I think I said that right. Don't know if I did, yeah. but you get it if I didn't. In sweet post, the quote is, she's feeling especially blessed. This is according to us. Yeah, she just put, she posted a cute little picture of the of the two of them and captioned it. 
Adam appreciation post just feeling especially blessed to have you by my side thank you for everything you do for me I am one lucky girl I like the way that like they show off their relationship but not in a not not in a too much in your face sort of way it just seems really sweet and it seems I mean this is gonna but it seems very real which yeah you know in her position she could be using it and highlighting it and, you know, using it for fame and glory. But no, it just seems like, hey, we actually want to make this thing work. This is a real deal. Well, uh, some good news now, and it has, we've been following it over the last week, but Lauren Burnham and Ari Leindyke Jr., they just brought home their daughter from the hospital after respiratory issues. This is according to us. Yeah, we don't have a lot of details. Uh, she did get to go home. Um but it did take a couple of days. She said that when they brought home the boy, twin Lux, it felt so bittersweet. Little sis has to stay behind for right now. And then Ari said, I've never felt heartbreak like this. Please say prayers for our girl. And then we see Alessi, their oldest daughter, with the baby boy. And, and he said, already loves her brother so much. Emotional few days. But Alessi meeting her baby, her little brother today was cuter than words could describe. But good news is all the babies are home and seeming to be doing pretty well now. On to uh, kind of switching gears here. Uh, this was a topic we got a lot of messages about, uh, and uh, it's something that we needed to break down. Ashley's going to teach me about it because that was kind of our role here. Bachelor alum Carly Waddell is in rough shape after hospitalization. This, according to page six, Ashley catches up. What's going on? Oh my gosh, nobody knows what's really going on, including Carly herself. She posted a 15-minute video to her Instagram describing everything that went down last week. And I was truly nauseous just hearing about it. Poor girl gets like cramps, such, such bad stomach pains. She said the only thing that she felt even similar to them in her life were contractions. Um, she was in line to get on an airplane, gets on the airplane despite the cramps, and then it gets worse and worse. She says that her hearing goes out, her eyesight goes out, you know, like, you know, faint. Mm-hmm. You're in the faint zone. Um, she gets just flushed with like overwhelming amounts of heat. She ends up passing out, um, walking off the airplane right. Oh, she was so lucky. It was right before or like right after they closed the door. So she made it off the plane. Could you imagine feeling like Mm. that in the air? They would have probably had to make an emergency landing because she ends up going into the ambulance. They said that her blood pressure got alarmingly low. She felt so ill that she was like giving herself a pep talk to keep living. She was like, honestly, like I felt like death was near. Gets to the um, hospital, throwing up so much, all the diarrhea. Um, they, 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 nothing would stop it. No Zofran or anything. And her, they couldn't get her blood. Like they couldn't even find like a, a vein for her blood because I don't know what was going on there. And after everything kind of like came out, uh, she said that like there wasn't much for them to do other than like hydrate her and and they, 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 they think that it was a bacterial or viral infection that just hit her hard like it was just something bad in there they 
But still, she still doesn't know. And she says now, a week later, that she is feeling, you know, controllable. Um, she'll get bouts of nausea and such, but but doesn't know what's what went on. You know, when I had that parasite after the season. I was thinking about you with the parasite. Yeah, it was very similar. And it would, like, getting up in the planes or getting the pressurized situation would make, or any anxiety and or nerves, like, of the smallest mm-hmm. amount would bring it on. So I do wonder if she had some like something in her gut that was causing because like it, it would make you, it would be like excruciating pain. So our thoughts are with Carly. Uh, you can follow her story. She's doing a, a pretty good job now that she's out of the hospital on keeping us up to date on Instagram. Well, that's the all the Bachelor headlines we have today. Another great episode of Katie's season. Uh, we're gonna rank this season so far. We haven't done it yet because we're kind of waiting to get into it. I'm giving Katie's season so far, Ashley, an A minus and only an A minus because I want to see room for growth, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I like the cast really like Katie. I'm enjoying participating. Viewers still aren't tuning in. Ratings are still down, which is frustrating, uh, probably for many. But as far as like, if you're a bachelor fan, I like this season. What about you? Me too. I was going to give it the same. I was going to say a nine, which would be like a 90%. I think I love it for the same reasons you just mentioned. I love feeling attached to the cast already this early on. I feel like they're giving us exactly what we want, which is love stories, depth, substance. And I'm excited to continue to invest in these love stories. It almost feels like a throwback season, like a season you would see 10, 10, five years ago, like a season that... Uh, really was focused on building relationships. It's pretty great. Well, hey, that's all we got for you today. Uh, thanks again for Jen Sheft Waterman for joining us. And as always, my wonderful co-host, Ashley Canetti. I've been Ben. And as always, my wonderful co-host, oh, come on Ben Higgins. Love you guys so much. I've been Ashley. Peace out. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. 
Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 